For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. D. Yo. Guess you say the Niners got the luck of the Irish, huh? Good thing for you, you don't you don't have the old Twitter machine going off uh, on your phone. You don't get those buzzes and alerts and whatnot. Wee, wee, wee hours of the morning. Yeah. John Lynch struck a deal. He struck yeah, well, a deal. I tell you what, I I may have a whole lot of good luck on my side, but it's never been that of the Irish. <laughs> I hear you on that one. This is the Believe in 49ers <laughs> podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, free agency is here. Legal tampering window is closed. The new league year has started. The Niners uh, have started to sign some players, maybe looking to sign a, a couple of more as well. We'll get into that. Um, really just all free agency. That, that's what we're getting into. That is what we're getting into. Yeah. But, yeah, but f- first, let us remind you to um, continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you listen to and find your podcast. If there's a like button on your podcast subscription, go ahead and hit that like button. Um, and you can also feel free to get involved in the show on Twitter. I'm at R. Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. Of course, our show, as always, is brought to you by Bet Online. Of course, the NBA is in full swing. College basketball, yo, March Madness is here. We actually got a bracket. We got March Madness this year. Your boy is pumped <laughs> about that. The tournament is coming. So, is the one hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest on Bet Online is the spot for for all of your bracketology needs. There's, that's a hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to miss that. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website betonline.ag and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book. Experts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Trent Williams, he was priority yeah. number one. Priority number one. Heading into free agency. Um, I did a, I did a radio thing for, for some of our friends up there in Sacramento last week and, and, and I just kinda had to reiterate that. Like he like he's number one. Like he like he has to be the guy. I don't care what else you do in free agency, Trent Williams has to be the number one priority. And uh, they 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 got they got the deal done. Six years, one hundred one yeah. hundred and thirty eight million dollars for Trent Williams. Um, you figured it was going to happen. Um, both sides were a little mum. It was like, okay, like are, are they going to get this done? I got to admit, a little a little um, I was a little unsure. You know, I was, I was like, look, the last yeah. thing you want is for this guy to get on the open market, right? And so once Monday struck, that legal tampering window opened, I'm like, oh, boy, now you might get find yourselves in a bidding war. And that's the last thing I wanted. Um, but they got it done, E.D. Uh, well, I expected them to. You did. We talked about it the whole time. I, I, I was never even worried about this one. It's, it's, an, it's an easy one. You, you traded for the guy. You got him in. He's in the system. He knows the system. He's still playing at the level that um, is is at the best or, or one of the best in the league. So it was a no-brainer. You, you paid a guy. Salary cap was not going to be an issue when it comes to him. I Remember, I've said it before. Salary cap is only an issue when you don't want to keep a guy. Yeah. That's the only time it's an issue. If you want to keep a guy, you figure out how to get it done. And then this was an easy one. All you have to do is just like, who's the highest paid guy in the league at this position? Okay, we're going to give you a little bit more than him. Done deal. Is that not what happened? Yeah, yeah. David Bakhtiari now, ended up putting out a tweet out there. He's <laughs> calling and, Trent Williams yeah, petty yeah. and all kind of other stuff. So, so because the thing about it, and, and remember remember, I had this conversation and that back and everybody got all on me. All the faithful was like, oh, Eric and all this stuff and you're hating. And I was like, Kittle, I like Kittle. I want to keep Kittle. But I was like, you don't need to pay Kittle that much. And it's the same thing. You don't have to re you don't have to reestablish the market for a player. Um, because how can you get upset 
when we make you the highest paid player. And that's why I said they overpaid Kittle. I'm going to stick to that, too. I, it's not that he's not the best or one of the best at his position. He's he's just he at the time he wasn't five million dollars better than everybody at the position salary cap wise because he didn't have to be. <laughs> that's yeah. that's all I'm saying. That's why that's the only deal I've seen them do that I think uh, was a bad deal. The Kittle deal it was a bad deal, and I and I do think it's going to I still think it's going to affect some of the guys you get to keep some of the things that you do, and I think we're already going to see a part of that. It's going to affect them down the road because there there are a few million dollars that they won't have to play with. But back to Trent Williams. Glad that's done. I'm glad Verrett is there. Those were the two guys. Those were the two. Those were one and two, right? Trent Williams was one. Jason Verrett was obviously number two. And and they ended up, you know, they ended up making that happen as well. And you you called this too. What's that? You, you, well, you called it because my, my whole thing was like, okay, like this guy is coming off of a year in which, you know, he kind of proved himself. So there's going to be some uh-huh. money out there for him. And then we mm-hmm. talked about the whole ESPN article and how, you know, he was the most underrated guy, um, you know, at, at his position in free agency. And so my thing was like, all right, well, you know, some someone may throw him some money, right? And, yeah. and the fact of the matter is, you know, according to the reports that are out there, that was ne- that was the case, but he ended yeah. up coming back and betting on himself, and signing a one year deal, and you know basically trying to run it back, showing that it's no fluke, and then you know maybe next year he'll try to go after the bag or whatnot. But but you called that. I thought this may be the year. Like okay, you know if Niners getting a bidding war on him as well. Like it it, it could be problematic in terms of him not being able to return. But um you know he 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 ended up you know deciding he wanted to be he wanted to be a Niner one more time and running it back again. Uh-huh. Smartest thing he and I spoke, and that's the smartest thing he could have possibly done. I told him, br- brilliant business move. Okay, you come back in, you're gonna get your money, you're gonna make your six and a half. You you do that, um, but more importantly, you're gonna come in. You're 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 saying I'm gonna come in and I'll I'll play for backup money. I'll play. I'll do that. I mean, he he got a little bit more than what E Man's getting. Um, so you you'll say I'll play for unproven or backup money. I'll I'll do that. Um, but. You know what's going to happen? It's going to. I'll be coming. I'll hit the market again, playing at a Pro Bowl, All Pro level, um, after two years in a row. So you won't be able to say it was a fluke. You won't be able to say I'm not back to who I am. You won't be able to say there's an injury issue. And now somebody's going to pay me. And that's that was that was a brilliant thing. So two and the other part of it. It works out for both parties. The Niners didn't have to put a lot into him, and they had reason to not put a lot into him. He had reason to not act, to, to not expect a lot, but also to be in the colors because he didn't have to worry about learning a new system. He doesn't have to worry about how he's going to be utilized. He also doesn't have to worry about being the guy. He's the number one corner on his team. So – it was it was smart for both parties. I'm, I'm, I, I, that's why I felt comfortable that that was going to work out as well. Uh, among those returning at the time of, of this recording, uh, DJ Jones looks like he's going to be back in a Niners uniform. Yep. Uh, I like that. E man, obviously, who you you just talked about. So you're looking at a starting starting cornerback uh, duo of of E man on one side and Verrett on the other uh-huh. side, um, which we kind of talked about, right? We kind of figured it will, it would play out that way. Um, in terms uh, of and, and, and which makes sense why Spoon's not here. You know, Spoon got away, um, but that makes sense. They decided they decided um, that they were going with E Man over Spoon, and um, Verrett changed the dynamics of everything because neither of those guys play at his level. He became their number one guy. So the question was, who do you want to be your number two? And E Man won out. We see. I think Spoon is going to thrive in Seattle, though. I'm just, yeah, Spoon, throw, you do, I'm just you know, I, throwing that out Spoon, there. Um, I think Spoon is going to be fine, and I and I said it before, and I say it again. Spoon is physically a more talented player than Evan. Absolutely, he's, he's he's physically more talented, but he needed to be in a different spot. He was never going to be looked at the same here for the Niners. It, it didn't matter. It, it no matter what he did, no matter how he played, he needed to move on because he was always going to be the guy that they viewed as could possibly have that lapse. He, he would always be the maybe he will lapse guy 
because they saw him do it, they won't forget it. And it's just, it's, it's something I, I lived it in these colors. It doesn't matter. No matter what I did, they always viewed me as the guy that they got from the division two school. It was always like they did me a favor. It didn't matter what I did, how I played, even in contact contract negotiations. It didn't matter what I was doing. I was having, I had to, b- before anything happened, I was having the best year. I was grading out the best. Well, you haven't been a starter long enough. You haven't been a starter as long as this guy. Then when I'm starting, um, you know, and I've got in multiple years of starting, well, you haven't been, you're not a pro bowler like this guy. You make a pro bowl. Well, you're not an all pro like this guy. You make all pro. Well, it was always something. So, I mean, so even when it went into free agency, it, it wasn't, it wasn't until I was gone that the guys up front actually told me, they were like, we, we didn't realize you were as good as you were. We had no idea you were that good until we tried to replace you. That's, that's spoon. Um, no matter what he does, they, they will always view him as that guy that um, they had to keep pulling off the field. And so it's good for him to, I, I have, I'm with you. I think that he will go and he will strive. Um, he will definitely get better. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, Pete, Pete Carroll made me a better corner. He's a DB coach by trade, right? He's a DB guy. He loves, loves the corners. He loves corners. And he, I mean, and he can, he will make Spoon a better player. Not to say that he didn't have good coaching here, um, but I can tell you right now, Pete Carroll, um, Pete Carroll took me from being a good player to an All Pro. Mm. And I will always, I will always talk his praise, praises. He, he was the guy. I, I had a, I had a found firm, um, a firm foundation on how to play the position. I had very good coaches that taught me the position. Ray Rhodes taught me how to play. I knew the game, I knew technique and all this stuff, but Pete taught me how to utilize my skill set to its highest degree. That's what he does with DBs. That's why that Legion of Boom was what it was, because he, when he has talented players, he will show each of those players how to individually utilize their skill set to be the best. Um, yeah. you, saw, yeah, you saw it with our secondaries in, with the 49ers. And, and up in Seattle, he did the same thing. So yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't help but think about DJ Reed, who Kyle Kyle mentioned last season. Uh-huh. You know, the team didn't. They didn't want to give him up, um, but essentially they kind of had to. And the Seahawks ended up signing him, and and he went on to have you know a pretty good year for them. I see. The, I see the same yeah. thing sort of happening with Spoon, and not only that. I think Spoon was getting back to being Spoon at the end of last season. Like he closed uh-huh. strong. He he was getting yeah. back to that player that we saw at the beginning of the the nineteen season. Um, and so, yeah. uh, so happy yeah. for him. But I, I agree with you that you know a, a change of scenery, uh, perhaps was needed. So so you you get Trent Williams, you bring Trent Williams yep. back, you bring back JV, uh you bring back E-Man, uh you bring back Juice, which you know so many people believe is is a key component to this offense. I, 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 um, okay. They're, they're, I, I, I like Juice, but they, people have to stop that. Did I tell you Juice wasn't going anywhere? But where is he going to go? Yeah, they're like, going to lose Juice and I'm like he, he has nowhere to go. They're like what are they going to do? Bend against themselves? He, like you can play for the 49ers or the 49ers. That's it. <laughs> Come on, come on! I mean, I like juice, but I'm like, like guys, fullbacks aren't that important. They, I, I, I understand everything we say about juice and all that they talk about it, but if if, if the fullback position was that important, they'd have more than one. I I, I I hear you on that. There there are some. some I know how much you love numbers. There are some stats out there <laughs> that will say the production when he's on the field. Is that much greater than when he's not on the field or or, okay. or in the lineup? And so, oh, um, oh, I, like, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. Look, you you know, I I drank enough of uh, of the booger Kool Aid, you know, uh, during the 2019 season. Um, I'm look, I I love Juice and what he brings to the table. Glad that hey. he's back. Um, Me too. But, but Me I, too. I, I'm sort of I I agree with you. I, I in just the knew sense he wasn't that, going anywhere. All I'm saying, I knew he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, he had I mean, there, to go. there's that's all I'm saying. He's playing. He's playing essentially an extinct position, right? So there's there's yes. not too many not too many places that he can go. Yes, um, he he is a black rhino right now. A little bit of a surprise. Well, a little bit of a surprise. So in addition to Trent Williams, right? You bolstered the offensive line by bringing on Alex Mack. Uh, from, like from Atlanta, like who it. played, who played under Kyle, uh, in, in Atlanta. So now you, 
you you sort of beef up this offensive line. We talked about how this this front was going to need some help. Um, and, uh-huh. and obviously, every, what, what happened with Western Richburg, it appeared he probably wasn't going to be able to uh, play next season. So you, you had a, you had a hole there at the center position. You had some issues at the guard position. Remember last year, the Niners were down to their you know, third, fourth string uh, center at one point. Like they called, remember they called up Grasso from uh, from the practice squad, you know, to to start. So the center position was was yeah. definitely an issue that needed to be addressed. And so you bring in one of the best in Alex Mack, um, and, and and so that that sort of bolsters your unit up front. Um, but once again, the familiarity, right? Like Trent Williams yeah, came in knowing the, the system. Alex Mack comes in, he knows the system, right? He knows. Not only does he know the system, he he knows it, it he, but he's at a position in which he will be setting line fronts and helping in the run game and the pass protections, everything. So he he. This is another guy that comes in, and Kyle can start loading things up more because you don't have to learn a new language. So it, it's one thing knowing the system, but uh, like for Trent Williams coming in and doing what he was doing, but coming in. And being a part of helping out the quarterback, see what's happening and getting him in the right play. That's huge, man. Getting in t- because that's 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 the quarterback of that offensive line. This is the guy that's going to help set things and protections and everything else if a quarterback misses it, all this stuff. They're, that's that's huge to have a guy um at that plays at that level, at that position, um, switching teams. They're coming in and he can just hit the ground running. Uh Kendrick Bourne leaving going to the page going to the patriots patriots by the way um bill was like enough all that you know he went out there he he started he he just he started he started throwing some money out there so you you got born out there you get hunter henry who you talked about right a tight end right he got what 12 from the and he was a high he's the highest paid tight end you know entering you know last season um and he Uh and he got 12 from from the past which is really really good for a tight end but as as you mentioned Mm-hmm. Not, that's why I said. Remember, I told you I, I was like I I could go thirteen. Yeah, I was like thirteen. Yeah, he's the best I can do. But I I was like that's that was my max. I you know that's and that's why I thought he should have come in around there. But anyway, that's already that's already on wax. Yeah, that's not that's not even an issue. And born, um, born is another guy. The same thing I was saying about how they viewed him. Born was always going to be viewed as the other guy, no matter what he did. Yeah. All he did was take advantage of his opportunities. They gave. We talked about him this time last year. You give him more opportunities, he'll make more plays. They did that. He did. But they were always going to look at him as the other guy. He was a he was a undrafted guy that you know made the team and they were always going to look at him as that dude no matter what he did no matter how he played he was one of their more consistent players but he was never going to get props for it so it's good for him to go somewhere else where they view him as a part of their team absolutely especially they 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 bring in two first round draft picks at your position right um in in consecutive years and there's an old saying they'll tell you what they think about you right um and so uh yeah um, we're going to continue with this conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tweak it a little bit, but you know what, Ed, you do so much carrying this show here. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help you out a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about eBay while, while we have a, a brief moment. No, you can tell it. Talk, I, talk I like about that, our, our, our newest sponsor in eBay. Yeah, you know I mean, what, you, know, you, 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 you can also tell it. You can tell the truth. It's not about me carrying it. I'm driving. <laughs> you would just like for me to not kill myself and try and do a read while I'm driving. Well, well I mean, you're you're a very important <laughs> part of the show. So I mean, that that, that obviously wouldn't bode well. Uh, for for us or our, our our dedicated listeners, um, my what, fam- well, my family thanks you. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Hey, you know that's that's what we do. That's what we do. We look out for each other, right? Um, whether whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. That sounds like official official right like, yeah, like yeah, that really, dude really. is checking really. out your shoes uh-huh. right like like that stamp that steal of approval right a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box logo stitching and dozens of other inspection points each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return process if you didn't get my drift it's authentic, y'all. It's, authentic. it's the authenticity, right? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. 
it's, it's authentic. You choose. Absolutely. They, they, they are the real deal. Don't worry about it. And so for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go over to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. All right. So we're talking about contracts. We talked about Kittle a little bit, right? Maybe they overpay for him. I'm going to play devil's advocate here a little bit, right? Everybody wakes up in this huge celebratory mood, you know, as part of the faithful. All right, Trent Williams is back. He's back in the colors. Six years, $138 million, this, that, and the other. Trent Williams is also 32 years old, right? This six-year deal um, that, that he received – I hear you say this all the time. A lot of it is monopoly money, right? So we're going to yep. have to get to the bare bones of that and what that means, this, that, and the other. Um, but if you just look at it, like six years, right? By the end of this deal, he'll be 38. Like, like is this a risky deal for the Niners? Would you have liked them to do something a little bit more short-term, or is it really what it is, like a three-year deal that's going to give him 23 per? It's a three-year deal. Look how much money. And when you check out the deal, see how much money you made in the first three years. That's what it is. The deal had to be done to keep because that's the thing. The monopoly money says that the highest-paid guy was $23 million a year. So they had to do a deal that was going to get him $23 million a year. Because if you look at, I think it's Bakhtiari, you look at his contract, I mean, and see how much of it is, is backloaded. Yeah, I think ten. Yeah. I think I think Trent got ten thousand more. I want to say than Bakhtiari. Yeah, so so what they, they had to do a deal to make him the highest paid, um, because he was the next next high end player up, and the next high end player up is going to become the always the, the highest paid. Um, they did that, but yeah, really, really, when you got to look at the numbers and see what what really comes in the first three years. There, um, if he's still playing at that level, yeah, you have it, and then they'll restructure the, the deal. And if he, you know, we, you get two years, three years out of it, and really two years. If Trent is, if, if Trent Williams is still playing at the same level um, in two years, they'll redo his deal. They'll they'll redo his deal. They'll restructure to get get cap space. Uh, they'll give they'll give him a bonus. Um, and they'll so because they'll they'll find a way to get that cap number down, um, and so that he can continue to play. But it's gonna it's gonna be worked. It's only so really. I always say it's only three years. Every deal's a three year deal. And look, look, they've already redone um um Mahomes' contract in year two. They've yes. already they've already re, they yes. already reworked this contract. That, that's so that you got to see that's monopoly money. There's money on the back end of those contracts that you will never ever 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 see they're gonna they're gonna redo it um because if your deal if you're playing well they're gonna redo it and i, I can just say that from the course of my career um once if you're playing well they're gonna always find a way to either extend it they're gonna give you some type of bonus to move something around they're gonna try they're gonna try to give you the money before they you have to get off into the market um but but you but you give your solid players like trent williams the big contract it's like the quarterback getting the big contract because it gives you leverage to work deals for other guys. Remember I said salary cap is an issue when you don't want to keep a guy. So you give guys that you know you want to keep the longer, fluffier contracts, and now you have room to manipulate um, and work the cap to keep other guys that you want to keep that surprise you. Yeah, I I, I I hear I hear what you're saying, um, and and that makes perfect sense to me. I, I mean I I don't I don't hate the deal whatsoever, um, but there's some skeptics out there that say, oh, six years? How can you give this guy six years? He's 32 years old, yada yada yada. Um, yeah. But but well, obviously you know, he's still playing at a very very high level. Yeah, yeah. Well, the same guys that say that would say, how would you let him go if if they didn't sign him? Absolutely. They would have been like, well, I guess a no brainer. You sign Trent Williams. Well, this is what it takes to sign a Trent Williams. <laughs> you that's that's the issue. In that situation, they had no choice. Now that's why I, I have no problem with this contract. Trent Williams was in line to be the highest paid lineman. He was playing like the highest paid, like he should be the highest paid lineman. He could he had that he he had worked himself into that position. And remember, nobody gets paid what they're worth. You get paid what you negotiate. And he was in position to negotiate being the highest paid with anyone. That he could have done. That's why That's why I go back. I got to keep going back to the Kittle 
conversation with that we had back then. That's why I said they overpaid Kittle because nobody else on planet Earth would have paid him that much money a year because they didn't have to. So that's why that's a bad deal. That that's all. I mean, it's not even a question of whether I think Kittle is worth it. You're worth what you're paying. Yeah. So he's definitely worth it. But but as far as the 49ers front office, they bid against against themselves. There's not a person in the world, just like right now with this contract, you gave him $10,000 more than the previous guy, and he said, okay. If you had gone to Kittle and, gave, and, and said, Kittle, highest paid is 10, we're going to give you 11. We're going to give you 12. How do you look like the butt scab for saying, I'm going to make you the highest paid at your position? You don't. He has no choice. He would have had to take the deal. And he would have taken it. But oh, okay. like, so yeah, anyway, so they they they're able to restructure D Ford. I know that was a huge point of emphasis. Um, so that gave him a little bit more fle- flexibility. The one move that I don't, and I'm, there, there are probably going to be other moves out there to be made. Um, I still look at the secondary and feel like there's some things that that have to be done there, especially in light of uh, what Arizona was able to do adding AJ Green earlier today. So you got you got Nuke, you got Green, you got Kirk. You know, maybe fits too. Um, so obviously, you're gonna you're gonna have to have to deal with that um, within the division. But mm-hmm. the Samson Echobomb, um move, I I don't quite get it. He comes over from from, from the Rams, um, and it's supposed to be this edge rusher type. You know, he played a mm-hmm. lot lot in the three four in 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 L A. Um, Niners primarily a four three type scheme. Um, not really a big sack guy. Like I, I don't know that 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 move was confusing me. I didn't, I didn't, I did not understand it. And and you have to understand that when the news flashed, <laughs> flashed across um the the screen there, I'm like, uh-huh. where's wh- what's going on with Trent? <laughs> right, like this is the first uh, big I, domino to, to flip. Like where's Trent? Right, so obviously I'm all yeah. messed up. Right, because just because because from that standpoint, but um. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't get it then, and then haven't thought about it a little bit more. Like I, I still don't get it. I'm not sure where exactly he fits in this defense. Do you see him as a situational pass rusher? Think about not, think think about some of the things you just said. Even with Arizona, your three wide schemes. You you say it's a four. It's a four, um, three team. But once you get into passing situations, it, do you really have four downmen down linemen down there, or do you have two pass rushers? And two big guys. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'm not. I'm uh, not sure that he's a a pass rusher per se. You know? Well, that, I well, I, I you know, I I think that's that's kind of how they're looking at him. Um, that's that's the that's the only that's the only thing I think he's. I I just think they're looking at him as a situational piece that's going to be a part of the rotation. Um, so think about how they play on defense. Period how they like to rotate and keep a lot of guys in there so that they can keep pressure on and keep guys fresh. I, I mean, you remember you've lost some bodies. You were going to lose some bodies. You, you got to bring them back. You got to bring some in. And you look at how this guy, and then also remember how a guy plays against you has a lot to do with what you do as well. Yeah. Because if you, if you're having issues um, within your division, if you see if you see a guy playing well against you, uh, that's one way to weaken your opponent, because that's what you're trying to do. Number one, win your division, and you're trying to attack the teams that are the stronger teams within your division. So whenever you can, whenever you can um, get a piece and weaken the weaken an opponent, you you look at it that way as well. So I'm not I'm not absolutely certain how they're going to do him. I know he hadn't had like tremendous sack numbers or anything like that but that's the only that's that's kind of how i see it that they must be looking at him to just come in and be a part of the rotation to help get pressure on the quarterback yeah i mean i think at the very least he gives you some versatility right i mean he's a guy who can play in space um yeah and and then you know you want to use him off the edge as a rusher and that could be i mean he i mean he's done that right so i mean it's something that that i guess that he can do Um, but that was just that that was a huge head scratcher for me and and really it, it was the first it was really the first domino to fall right in terms of free agency for the Niners as opposed to you know the guys that they kind of resigned in in, in terms of E-Man and Juice and whatnot so I'm like wait this is the yeah. big 
this is this like this is the big fish here like <laughs> so that well that, see i didn't I didn't even look at it as that. I see you, you see the way I was looking. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. You're trying to just make certain that you have a healthy body that you can keep pressure up because he has come off of the edge. And I'm just looking, I'm thinking they're looking at this like this is someone who situationally will be opposite of Bosa. You don't know what you're going to get out of D Ford. D Ford being restructured, um, we knew that had to happen. Cause, because it, it costs you too much to cut him. So you knew you had to do something, which, which means he's going to be around. All you can do is hope for health with him. But if not, you got to have somebody opposite of Bosa so they can't just constantly just slide to him. Um, so that, that's that's the way I looked at it. Um, of all the free agents, uh, who's one guy you'd like to see them keep who they have not re-signed yet? For, I, I, and I, I'll, I'll answer this first. I think for me, it's K1. I think bringing back K1 would be. Like, I think I think he becomes now after after everything that that we've seen here so far through this first day. I, to me, he becomes the main priority right now. Um, in terms of guys, guys, you know who, who were who were on your roster last year. Um, I don't. What, what what are your thoughts about that? Depends on how much he costs. Well, I, well I, yeah, I, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, that's that's a huge caveat, obviously. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It depends on it depends on how much it costs because I because right now, um, Jimmy Ward's making what seven. You you have um, Spoon. I mean, you got um, E Man making five something. You got um, you got another deal six for six and a half for, for red, yeah for base for for the the best guy in your secondary. So as long as he comes in under that number. That's cool. If he if he doesn't, I gotta let him go. Yeah. Because it's just the, it's the economics of it right now. Because if I have to pay you more than that, I I can actually go out and find somebody to do more than you do. I I understand his importance within his defense, but I can go get another player that can do more, and I can plug him into that position to get it done. And I and I and I get it. You know, everyone's up the nickel and and the understanding of how to play that position. Yes, I I do. I get it. But I also know. It's harder to find guys outside and play corner. So I can get for if I can go out and get and put the money into a better corner, I can teach somebody to play nickel. And I don't care. And I know everybody can't do it, but I can find a guy that can do both. I can find a guy to come in. So especially if I'm if I'm going to start getting into the eight figures, you, you know. So so that's 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 the point. It's it, it's about how much it costs. But I'm with you. I would like to see him back. Because I think you can build off of some of the chemistry that those guys already have, and you can plug in some other pieces, and the secondary can get that much better. Um, and where they are right now, um, um, you know, with the cap and 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 what they're actually paying these guys in that secondary, um, they have an opportunity to really, really uh, still be able to go out and get somebody if you get him at the right number. You still should be because they don't have a lot of money into the secondary. Yeah, I mean, think about it. they they don't they don't have an, a high end price tag on, in any position back there, which means you you know so so which which you should so every other spot that you needed to get better, the Niners should be able to get better because they have I, I mean they the best player in your secondary makes six and a half. Uh, so I mean. Think about it. Come on. I mean, yeah. look at the Rams. The Rams got a $20 million corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, so that, you that's can't, a heavy so you can't, price tag right there. You know what I mean? So you can't go out and get another high-priced corner. You can't You can't put $40 million in two corners. You, you, you just can't. Because without sacrificing a good backup quarterback or, you know what I'm saying, or a star-wide receiver, you got to sacrifice something. You can't put that much into your corners. They don't have that, so the Niners can the Niners can actually go out and get that guy. Um, that guy is not Quan, so you can't put that guy. So that's that's why I say it, it depends on it depends on what he wants. I think an interesting replacement would be Nikhil Roby Coleman. Big big fan of his. Uh-huh. Um, I think he could be a guy that you look at there in case K one uh-huh. um, decides to go. Um, this is the Believe in Forty ers podcast on Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, feel free to get involved in the show on Twitter. I'm at R Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He's at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, now I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, and in, in terms of how this relates to the draft, 
So okay, you so the deal they signed with Mac is just a one year deal, right? So you yep. potentially could still have some more holes there in the future on the offensive line. Um, them signing Eman, letting Spoon walk, and then signing Verrett to just this one year deal. You figure going in the future, there's probably gonna be some more shuffling. Like you're you're probably you're gonna have to address that position again this time next year as well. Do you feel? Yes. Do you feel like? That means they are more inclined to taking a corner now in the in the first round because of uh, because of these moves. Um, no, and you know what I said. I've already said that there's no reason to draft it. Who who is the freak of nature corner? Well, all, I'll, I'll just there. I'll just tell you what all the mock drafts have. Um, and I know how much you love mock drafts. Most of them have Patrick Sertain. Um, the well, second uh, from Alabama. I, I, Most of them have him I, going there to the Niners. Okay, now I have it. Now let me ask you about this guy. Like I said, freak of nature. It's measurable. I mean, that's that's the thing. There's nothing. There's nothing. He's good, but there's nothing freakish about him. There's nothing where I'm going to say, okay, this guy is a he's a four four two forty guy. He's he's you know what I'm saying. He's he's like. Unbelievable quickness and all this stuff. He's a good player. The reason I say that, the reason I say that, is to say that he's um, I, I can I can find another really good player, you know. No, I I can find later in the draft. I can find another really good player. There are other positions that I think are more important right now, um, than to go out and do that because I got corners. I got two guys that, that I think can start for me. Um, I'm not. I don't. I don't think they're looking as at E Man as not being a starter. They're, I know they're looking at Jason Verrett as being a starter. So if that's the case, then I don't really need to draft a starting corner this year. Remember, so you, so you, think, they're, you think they're you think they're all in on E Man as being the opening day starter and being the starter um, for I, for the season? You you think they're there? I, I think I think that I, I think that E Man has first dibs at it, and the only way the only way E Man is not the starter is is, is is if he screws it up. So that's what I believe. Now, do I every year there are things that you bring? You always bring in corners, but there's no reason to draft a first round corner unless you have a freak of nature that you plan on starting. What about offensive line? Do you do, do you fit? definitely offensive line? Okay. Definitely offensive line. You need offensive linemen. The offensive line showed just last year that you need some offensive line. So you think that? Um, so you think they're more uh, of the moves that they made so far here this early part of free agency? You think that leads that bodes that bodes more for them going all line with that twelfth pick? Well, now, and, and, center, and, I, and I, I know it's still a lot, a lot more free agency to 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 go. But as of right now, where we stand today, does it 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 appears that they probably go there at twelve? Well, no, I still think they're they're going to big body. I don't know if it's going to be O line. I don't know if it's going to be. I don't know if it's O line or, or if it's D-line. a pass rusher. Okay. Yes, but that I still I you, I've been on that. I'm going to stay on that. I still think that that's where they should go. Um, and because like I said, I still haven't I haven't seen the freak of nature guy. And even last year in the draft when they needed a wide receiver, they didn't go after the freak of nature guy. I mean, Ruggs was Ruggs was like just ridiculous speed. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's crazy how fast this kid is. They didn't go after him. They, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they they had in their head who they wanted. That could be the same thing. They could go in here and be like, you know, this corner is the guy that I would get. But you, my thoughts on that. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll stick to it. I I could be flat out wrong, but I'm gonna tell you right now. If I ever, if I'm ever a GM in the NFL, you will never find me drafting a wide receiver or a cornerback in the first round. Yeah, I, I think to unless, your point, unless, yeah, I'm sorry, I was about to say unless they are a freak of nature type guy. Yeah, and I think to your point, I I don't know that I'm not sure that they wouldn't have taken him. Um, but no one really expected him to be the first receiver taken off the board, right? Like he went before Judy, who you know people thought was you know his his superior, like his own teammate at Alabama, right? Like he went before Judy, he went before Lamb, like he went before all these guys, and so yeah. I don't think anybody anticipated um him being the first wide receiver taken uh off the board. And that that took some maneuvering by that. that I mean, that was. 
that was some shock value, you know, of course, from from the from the Raiders uh standpoint. Yeah. Um I'm gonna throw one more name out there before we get out of here. Okay. Um Okay. We, 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 it wouldn't it wouldn't be a show if we didn't talk quarterbacks, E D. Um uh-huh. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, he's not a free agent, but uh-huh. he may be on the market. This may be a guy you can bring in for uh I don't know, maybe a late round pick or something. Um uh-huh. if you're John Lynch and Kyle, is that a guy you add to the room? Yeah, he's he's a solid backup. He's a, he's a solid backup. I mean, you know, he's he's a guy that I would look at and be like, okay, he's he's Mitch Trubisky. If I need him to come in and start some games, I know he can start some games for me. I'm not trying to build my team around him. He's not going to carry my franchise. He's not going to make it better. That, that's what I see. You saw I put that tweet out there, and I asked, because everyone keeps talking about this franchise quarterback. These guys are franchise quarterbacks and all this stuff, and that's why I put it out there, and I asked the question. I, I, I put those names up. I put Jackson. Um, I put Lamar Jackson. I put Carson Wentz. I um, who did I put? I put Golf. Um, I put Flacco and Stafford. And you and I and I and I've been left like three, four days just to see what people said. And you and who who's the guy that everyone was saying you know is the um on that? Who's the franchise quarterback on that list that everyone just immediately goes to? Who do you think it was? Uh. That's I'll just tell you. So you, yeah, out of out of Stafford, Flacco, Lamar Jackson, Golf, and Wentz. Probably Jackson. Uh, no, Stafford. That's who p- people gravitated to was Stafford. Everybody gravitated no towards Stafford. Is Stafford's the franchise quarterback? And then a couple of people, you know, the people start weighing in. You know, possibly, possibly, um. Lamar Jackson, and then you got a few that were like, you know what, well, he won an MVP, so I guess I got to give it to him. But but the way he plays, and he's really not a franchise quarterback and all this stuff. And see, this is my thing about all of that. Um, so with the Minshew and all this stuff, he he, I'm not building anything around him. He's not a franchise guy. Stafford's not a franchise guy. What a franchise quarterback is, is someone that elevates your organization to a position in which you are competing for championships. Yeah. You, you, should, you are yearly – season after season, in position to compete for championships. Yes, you might have a bump in the road. There might be an injury and all that stuff. But when this guy is out there, you you are in position to compete for championships. So on that list that I gave you, that would be Flacco, Joe Flacco, in the prime of his career, he's the franchise quarterback. Yeah. Say what you want to say. Every single year, Baltimore was competing for a championship. And yeah. you can say, oh, it was the defense, all the stuff. All I know is under his watch, they were competing for championships. Lamar Jackson. Under his watch, they are competing for championship. This team is in position to get to the playoffs, which gives you a chance to compete for a championship. Um, and people don't want to hear it, but golf, not Wentz, not Stafford. Stafford Stafford was in a bad division for a decade and only made the playoffs once. Yeah. For a decade. And everyone's like, well, he didn't have anything around him. Well, that's the same thing we say about Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers puts his team in position to compete for championships. He is the franchise quarterback. Stafford is a talented player. So that's, that's a the Gardner Minshew. That's the difference. And that's what I'm trying to get people to understand even about Garoppolo. That's why I said before that, what if Garoppolo actually is a guy that can help you win the six? Because everyone gets caught up on physical arm talent. Doesn't necessarily – Joe Flacco didn't have the best arm. It didn't necessarily that didn't that doesn't necessarily mean that you you're not in position. People talk about Lamar Jackson and he can't hit he he runs too much he all this stuff and everything and I was like and guys the tweets I was getting well uh, defenses they know how to take that away and do all of this stuff and and they give him fits and I'm like well it's been working so far yeah you're talking about what's going to happen all I know is that since he's been the starter. He's done nothing but take his team to the playoffs and win the MVP. That's that's franchise work. Yeah. Same with Cam Newton. Cam, people in the people always talked about Cam Newton with Carolina. Cam Newton was winning the division, getting his teams in playoffs, took him to a Super Bowl, was one great Von Miller play away from winning one. But people were like, oh, he was kind of, and I know you're one of those people. He was a disappointment. 
I'm like, no, he was the number yeah, one pick, we, and, and he we gave them. On, yeah, we we're on different year, sides year, this argument. Year, like year after year, he he put them in position by getting them into the playoffs to compete for a championship. That's a franchise quarterback. So so people get caught up in the in the fantasy football and the numbers. That's that's the thing. So what? So back to this: the quarterback position, the quarterback room. Everybody other than ten needs to be gone. Because Ken was the only one that showed that he could play when it mattered. The other guys need to be gone. So if you if you go out and you can bring in a Minshew or something like that, um, that's I, I'm I'm okay with it because this is a guy that has shown that he can come in in spells and he can perform for you. So, it's, it's so a, if your quarterback it's, it's room, it, so if your quarterback room is is Jimmy G, Minshew, and Rosen, you, you're fine. Uh, you're okay with that entering the season. See, I'm not a Rosen guy. You're a Rosen guy. I'm not a big Rosen. <laughs> they guy. signed him. I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I know, I know they signed him, but that, that you know, they also signed CJ and they signed Mullen. <laughs> uh, so I'm, just, I'm just saying. I, I just, I just don't believe that um, um, Rosen is a guy that can come in and and perform for you and play. I just don't think he's that dude. I don't think he's the guy that's going to walk in and and going to get it done. And guys around him are going to believe that they get it done. I don't. I don't need a guy to walk on the field and everybody's like, "I gotta pick it up." <laughs> I gotta pick it up because because this dude is lacking. It's like, okay, I, I got enough to worry about, man. Doing my job. Yeah. I, I got to do my job. I don't. I, I can't do yours too. I can't do something extra. You know. You 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 know when Juice made that comment about doing something hard, I was like, "What well, you wasn't playing hard enough the first time? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you 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 gonna give me extra?" What, why, why are you saving it? See, I, I don't have anything extra to give you on Sunday. I'm giving you my all. So when you step out of here, like, you can't, coach can't come to me like, hey, man, y'all got to pick it up a little bit. Pick it up. Wait, you thought I put it down? I'm never putting it down. So I don't have anything I don't have anything to pick up. So I need a guy that can come in and do the job. Do your job. I don't expect you to do it with the same flair as the other guy or you'd be the other guy. But I do expect you to do your job. So those guys couldn't. So I'm not sure about Rosen like you are. Um, we we've agreed to disagree on that one. I but I know how you you've loved him since he was in middle school. Um, and and you know I don't care about what they do back then. I don't care what what I just watch what they do in the pros. That's that's all I really look at. That that that's I mean truly. I mean some 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 guys peak at 18. People don't realize that. Some, some guys are as good as they're ever going to be at 18. Some guys don't peak until they're 28, 29. They, they finally reach their plateau. I, I, since we talked NFL ball, I like the guys who peak at 28, 29. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like the guys that peak at 17 because you were all into college. College basketball. I saw how excited you got when you were talking about the final four. Hey. I mean, I'm talking about me, March Madden. Brackets you know are back, that, baby. The brackets dude, are back. Is, yeah. Hey, you and I have had this conversation. There is nothing on planet Earth in the world of sports that I care less about than NCAA basketball. Oh, come and, on, man. And, and I could, this dude, is a great American both, spectacle. It's March Madness, ED. It's, dude, it's like, it's like apple pie. You know, no. Well, you know what? It's burned apple pie <laughs> or rotten because nobody. If you're in college, you can't play. You can't shoot. The guys, the guys can't play. All the good guys go to the pros. So, so why, why do I want to watch bad basketball? It's the same reason I, I rarely watch college football because I don't want to watch bad football. I want to watch the pros. I, I like to watch the, the best of the best do it. I have a hard time watching bad football. I don't even like what bad, you know, the, the Niners had a couple games that you and I know. I was, I, I, we, I we was labored, losing my we mind. Labored, yeah, we labored through. Yes, yeah. I don't like bad football. Yeah. I didn't like I didn't like <laughs> playing bad football. I didn't like being a part of bad football. I, I, I don't like it. So, so yeah, so we'll go back to how we got into all of this. So if the quarterback room had Minshew in it, I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it because he's a solid backup. You have to have a solid backup. I mean, you know, I, when I heard them talking about Teddy Bridgewater, I was I was happy about that because I was like, I know that this guy can come in come if in. you need him to come yeah. in. He has he has a starter mentality, which means the rest of the huddle will feel like they have a starter. Yeah, you for, for, yeah for, I, he I, forced I, Breeze I, to come back early from his uh from from his injury. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he did. 
Yeah, no, most definitely. And uh, and Drew Brees retiring this week too. Shout out, uh, shout out to him for uh, yeah, career, that's a hell of a career. career. Uh, yeah, hell of a career. Um, before we get out of here, our uh, it's our weekly Jackson State update. <laughs> and uh, Prime and, and his boys now three and zero. They they beat all beat all up on uh Jerry Rice's alma mater, Mississippi Valley State, forty three seven. Yeah. On Sunday, uh, this Talking Saturday they're they're at Alabama State. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I did. I, I I think I watched like a solid seven eight minutes of it, and I was like, oh, I gotta go. Well, that's more than I watch. I'm just here to give. I was like, I gotta I'm go. just here to give scores and updates. So that's 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 yeah, more that's more, yeah, that's more than I watched. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was it. I gave I gave him a hard I gave him a hard seven eight and then and then you know moved on from there. I was like, that's it. That's all I can do for you. Now, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to match that. I'm gonna have to match that one, one of these days. Um, I think that'll put a bow on this one. Free agency is continuing, but through this this first day at least, and, and through these this 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 legal tampering period so far. Uh, Niners have have done a great job. Of course, we'll see how everything else transpires before we come out with grades, this, that, or the other. But um, so far, so good for John Lynch and his uh group. Uh, make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button on your particular s- subscription service, go ahead and hit that like button. Uh, and all, always feel free to get get involved with the show. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore bump and run so for my partner Super Bowl champion Eric Davis I'm Rashawn Haylock this has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network we will see y'all next week without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.